DJ Aquil. Gravy, wanna smoke with me? Then turn his motherfucker up 800 degrees. Chefs, cause she's a treat. She's so bougie, bougie. I'm never I'm a savage. Had a tooth. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Moonlighters Club podcast slash agency slash hangout session. Do you prefer professionally Anthony Aquil? Like which one? Which one? Do you prefer in this setting? Um, I mean, we'll go equal. Why not? Equal. Uh, DJ equal. Yeah. Mm -mm, No, just equal. Just equal. Okay. All right. Just trying to figure out because it's funny. We uh, it is right. Trying to figure out branding stuff. Where it's like, well, DJ equal. I'm like, yeah, but I did other stuff. But it's like, yeah, but you, we know he's a DJ. It's like, yeah, but I'm running a. Anyway, whatever. And also, with jobs being related, there's people we talk to who are employed, and I'm Mm -hmm. always like, do I'm gonna use your real name? Do not because it's. More often than not, companies are cool. Like, yo, that's so-and-so. That's Jamerson, you know? Shout out to Jamerson. Yeah. They're like, we know him. And then I can use both names. Some mm-hmm. people out of respect. I'm definitely not going to go the Shannon Sharp route and just tag you. <laughs> like, this is Anthony DeBose <laughs> tagging him. Like, I'm very yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. It's up to yeah. you. We will. So mm-hmm. I always want to ask, which, what do you prefer? But um, No, you could put, I mean, if you're like a title card, a cool or so. But I mean, if you call me Ant, I'm cl- clearly our relationship is different. I don't care. <laughs> Good. I just want to make sure it helps you, yeah, brand wise. Uh, so yeah, for yeah. those who don't know, interviewed Anthony six or seven, no, five years ago or so in Minnesota, in my mom's basement. Actually, uh, messed up the mic too because I remember I it ran off oh, the yeah. mic. Yeah, it, it ran <laughs> off the uh, uh, the Mac mic. Um, mm-hmm. but now I'm not as stupid. Have mics. It's remote. <laughs> I'm in DC. It's still a basement. Um. Yeah, man. How's how was twenty twenty three for you? Uh, twenty twenty three professionally was was pretty great. Nice. Um, it's like the last couple of years. There's been like you know just these increases, and we can get into it. But yeah, uh, overall it was pretty great. There was you know I'm not, I'm not gonna bring it down too much. Like just it was sucky in the sense of like just some deaths that happened. So literally like bookend. Like it started with three at the top of the year, and then like ended with three. Where it's like yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah. But yeah, but like outside of like that, as far as like professionally like no it was it was really good nice nice yeah. so uh was this your first full second how many full entrepreneurial years have you had um since working at that previous company yeah yeah got you because that is funny right so remember we're like we we're talking about well the, the whole premise and the concept of this and it's like well yeah i kind of left a nine to five but then also like i was doing this like DJing for a company, so it's almost like I thought about this. I know you would catch it, but I'm like it almost felt like. Remember when uh Pooh came home and uh and Wired he was talking to a Bodie. He's like, all right, so who who you with now? And they went from like Avon to Marlowe, and he's kind of like, oh, you know, one boss the same as the next. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that's kind of what it was. I left nine to five, but then so technically, yeah, I'm independent contracting, but it's for a company, so it's still not mine. So all that to say, uh, I've had a send. I started to send uh january 24th 2020 like officially uh as a llc and um as a dj company or as a dj slash production company so it'll be four years officially uh in a couple weeks it didn't feel that long it's interesting that's damn it does it does that's right because it was literally it was like yeah it, well, and it's that it's like january 20 we up then march 20 it was like oh we in house <laughs> yeah yeah and like luck, luckily like a lot of um deposits that i had from a lot of people who already knew i was about to start my business from the previous year um and then of course because you're, when you're booking wedding stuff then you got to book so far in advance so 
nobody wanted their money back except for like one person. It wasn't a wedding. That was actually a corporate event. Uh, I won't say who they were, but I'm like, really, Doug? <laughs> like, you, all, all the couples were like, oh, no, we got you. The corporate event who definitely had the money, like, yeah, we're trying to get that. <laughs> it's like, you ain't need that back. <laughs> Is there anything you miss from having the company behind like i know you've been busting your busting your butt getting things off the ground and doing well but is there Mm -hmm. any aspect of working with the previous company prior to you going out on your own that you're like oh it'd be nice to have that specific thing or no you like Uh, this is no admin stuff uh admin office which i'll get there but it's that when you kind of jump in head first and you're doing and touching everything and then it's cool until it's not where it's like, all right, bro, like enough of this. Like it was cool for a second. I'm, I'm out the mud. I'm getting it. I'm doing this and this and that. And I got 40 jobs. I don't want 40 jobs no more. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. like it's it's and it's it's okay when you're at a starting point and you only have so many gigs you're doing, I guess. But I've done let's see, so we're and I and I'm only knowing these stats because I just had to do uh had a wedding fair last night. So you're going through all your company, you know, checks and yada yada. So I feel like 2020 with the you know pandemic so we were inside i had a few like january february uh and then the very beginning of march and then we were inside for those three months um so doing streaming stuff and then i was able to do a lot of outdoor stuff by june because people were you know people were definitely tired of being in the house and remember you know george floyd was made so it's like by then people like we don't care. We're we're outside. So yeah, we'll and, just die. Let's just die. That was my whole thing too. Like, who cares if I die? I can't be we're outside. outside. But yeah, but, but and I say that more correlating like with June, uh, George Floyd, and then into Juneteenth. So like Juneteenth just felt like a massive deal in 2020. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was the first event I did, and like I said, it was about a thousand people. <laughs> that was like our one, the one good one. That was like y'all can have this one. The rest <laughs> we don't give a shit about. <laughs> you get twenty yeah. spikes. Um, but then since then you had, like I said, a few weddings that were doing like distant stuff and outside and then just other events. But again, everything was mainly outside. So I probably did about still like 40, 40 something events in total that year. Nice. Uh, and then 2021, clearly everybody was ready to be out, like out and we had some precautions in, uh, or most precautions in place, uh, and how we moved around was a little different. So I think, so 2021, I did 107 events. Yeah. Uh, total. Uh, and then the last two years, I've literally just ended up around 92, 93. 92, 93. All right. Yep. Could you explain so, what, what your business is? Because I don't want to oversimplify with the term. Because I feel like, well, no, I, feel like it's, I mean, this is perfect sense. If I go, oh, DJ or whatever, people are automatically be like, oh, it's this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, instead of just being your whole well-rounded self. No, thank you for saying that. And that's something I've actually been working on uh, with the business because right away when you jump on like you're a dj and really even specific before that when i was like oh i dj weddings like, oh you're wedding dj and it's like no 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 i dj weddings more for me because i can make more money doing that a lot of people don't like weddings i like weddings i don't mind them they're cool but where would uh, where it is versus say doing a lot of like club stuff and what you know people would offer for that i'm like i literally can make more doing this i don't mind a longer day i'm about i want to make more and build like a company and then started my own company I'd be a fool to not capitalize off of having a name in the wedding industry and continuing that. But I wanted to expand because as we've talked about before, like I, you know, originally went to school for like screenwriting film and stuff like that. And I've, and I actually started doing DJing to kind of get back to that. And then DJing just kind of took off. So when I was like, Oh, I want to, you know, start my own company. So I already, I've had the Ascend name since like 2008, 2009, not officially, but 
when we were doing film projects like you, yeah. you can go back and look like we literally using that name so it's like oh now this is so this is a sin 2.0 essentially um but so in addition to like weddings corporate events and then now starting my own it's allowed me to really expand outside of that so okay so i'll do like you know school events or proms homecomings um um winter dances some senior overnights um is that a thing in the east coast by the way i was telling my wife about this and she was like we didn't do senior overnight senior locker she, she grew up out west so yeah i don't know if that was a midwest thing or what yeah we don't have a lot of that i think the well it depends on where you are i feel like most suburban schools have more things like that because the towns okay. um they're super insular so it's a better job of keeping tradition whereas boston public schools where i grew up seem more transient and a lot of you know what i mean like there were folks who were like oh we all went to this middle school that was yeah. rare so in real or high school that's kind of rare so yeah. i do think it happens i just think it probably happens in the bigger towns outside the city gotcha okay um yeah so there's so some versatility with school events and then uh sporting events um trivia karaoke uh night like nightclub stuff uh day party stuff uh, pretty much anything you can think of, and I'm gonna really I used this line last night for the the, the uh, wedding fair. It's like anything you can think of that uh, people DJ. Like I've DJed everything except for a quinceanera. Like anything else, like bar mitzvah, anything I've I've done it. Corporate events, I've done it. Um, Do people DJ funerals? That's not a actually <laughs> actually. Uh, I think I've seen those funerals where the dudes are like propped up. Yeah. I think I've seen a couple few. It's yeah. crazy. So, it's well, really crazy, but I think. Well, let me say two things then. I've never DJed a game together at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, but but saying that to say that, um, again, so right now the company in this stage is mainly a DJ company, but as I'm expanding, like my goal is to be a full on like DJing slash production because um, it's more the, more the emphasis on the entertainment. Like DJing is cool, but it's also about helping, you know, create experiences. And this is what I've been working on with a lot of like, you know, uh, just business folks helping you grow where it's like the way you brand yourself. And it's like, well, you're more invested in the experience because, yes, you're a dope DJ. But also when we talk about, you know, whatever you want for your party or for your wedding or for whatever, I want to be able to help like accentuate that whole experience. So if you're like, this is my theme. OK, even like if we have enough. So let's say you want like I'm use, for example, a Disney theme. Okay, so one thing that people you see in fog machines, right? They yeah. also have like uh, the cloud machine where they have the floating cloud, like so instead of like you know dispersing everywhere, like it just floats on the ground. So it gives this kind of oh, I'm floating on clouds feeling, you know. So and then adding camera work and then also like other lighting work, it's like it just really helps, you know, really hones in on the feel of like the actual event itself versus just we're in a banquet hall and we got a DJ, you know. Yeah. So it's more about kind of you know elevating all those type of things all around so that's what i'm currently working on and then the goal is to have eventually you know a couple of djs uh clearly like uh, uh some admin staff for so i don't have to touch everything um and then a couple like you know so videographers editors uh and then one day where it's enough of that where i can actually step back and it's like all right here's a full-fledged company like i'm djing kind of whenever i feel like it but i'm more running the company is that what you want to do and before you answer that i'm gonna this is ray mm -hmm. of light that is annoying me so i gotta shift this desk but I also hate editing. So for those listening, you're going you're gonna to have to bear with me because I don't want to. Nope. Ray. Ray is still there. <laughs> Damn it. All right. I think I'm good. Nice. It's Ray it's is it's gone. Straight. It's all gone now. Um, so, yeah, do yeah. You, is that your natural progression? Like, there. All right. For example, we do these 
like I, I like talking to folks like this in the realm mm-hmm. of things revolving around revenue for this company is like a yeah. shoot or a showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to host showcases ever again. That's one thing I'm like, yeah, I can, I do it because I have to, but I don't want to. But I think mm-hmm. talking to someone at some point on a microphone, I, I like to do. Um, but I can also see myself going all the way in the back, looking for clients all the time, looking for revenue all the time and never doing it again. In terms of you going from talent to the person, would you be happy not DJing ever with more revenue? Everything's blowing up mm-hmm. and you're not DJing at all. Would you be happy? I'd be okay, but I would be doing something else talent based hmm. because, um, and that's why I kind of creating the company and creating this umbrella. I'm an artist end of the day and I'm, I'm, I'm venturing into the business space and kind of learning because I'm like, I want to do this for myself and maximize as much as possible. But at the end of the day, I'm going to always be creating something because that's just natural, you know? So I know for myself, I'm, I don't see myself DJing, you know, for another 20 years, like that's not happening. Uh, and then running the company, like, yeah, I, I probably at some point just be bored running just a company. But the other part of like introducing the video aspect, like I still love, you know, video, like editing, producing, like those things, whether it's like a show or whether it's a, you know, sketch, whether it's like a short film, <clears throat> those things are still passions. So it's like, that's why having the company as is, yeah, so it'd, it'd be nice to have a couple of DJs that can, you know, take care of a few other gigs, guys that I've trained, like these guys are awesome, but then also being able to utilize other like passions um even just you know podcast stuff just period so as a creative you're just always going to be creating so it's interesting when you uh uh get to that point like i'm 40 now and mm-hmm. after doing the last showcase we do the showcase we're in baltimore cool people are like let's hang out i'm like all right it was over like 10 it's not crazy and uh we were just hanging out at the mini hip-hop museum and i'm like Right, I just had a headache all day. I'm like, man, I think I'm ready to uh, turn in. It was like 11 something or whatever. And it's crazy because I'm like, all right, these are like the cocaine hours. So in reality, someone has to be <laughs> able to be around at like to network at night at different times. And you're like, I don't think it's going to be me. So yeah. there are times where you realize, okay, shit needs to happen now. But I may not be the person that it happens with. And that was that defining moment with me where I'm like, yeah, this is cool and all. Someone has to be around at certain things. But it's definitely not me at this point in my life. About 23, yeah. Give me all the cocaine. But no. <laughs> I'm just joking. I've never, I've never done cocaine. Uh, I don't think I've ever even seen cocaine. So you made it through 2020, which is huge. Uh, yeah, definitely. Were there, any, were there any other times where any other periods where things got stark where you were like, I don't know if we can continue to, to work like this? Because I know you were consistently getting events. But was there any time within that craziness for you? Like, I don't know if this is the move. No, because the timing of everything. So 2019, I got married. And when I got married, uh, me and my wife, we were still technically living in separate houses, like after the wedding. So like that whole summer, I spent like cleaning, like between both places, cleaning the old place and getting it ready for sale. So then sold my house uh, 2019. And then, so we going into 2020 and it's like, again, I had the money from the sale of the house. Uh, I mean, and my wife was still employed. And then all the deposits I already had from all those different uh, weddings. Like, so no one outside of that one corporate company wanted their money back. So having those things, thank goodness, help where, you know, if, if we didn't, it might've been a different story. Uh, I was able to apply for a couple of grants and nothing like crazy. I got maybe a 
like 1500 total or something like that but still just those things help um and then add you know had some merch so you know selling some merch so it's like, okay it's so like little things like that where it's like all right the cushion of again uh wife the sell of the house and then like having those other deposits it's like even if technically work-wise i didn't make like a lot of money based on you know based on 2020 and not being able to work for a certain amount or be outside i still had all those other things that kind of helped you know fall back and then once people started getting a better feel uh again more deposits are coming in towards the end of the year for later 2021 or people who are like oh we have our date but now we're getting pushed back to 2022 so there was like a lot of like 2021 2022 a lot of makeup dates too so it's like a lot of this stuff all over the place but no it all those things help so i didn't there was never a point where it felt like this ain't gonna work because you could like having that cushion and then having the over I won't say overcorrect, but people are like wanting so bad to be back out and like, yo, know, we, we gotta we, we gotta get back to normal, you know. So all of those things helped in a sense of like us where it's like, okay, cool. Like you feeling this way, then you say you can move it this way, and they're like, Yep, yeah, here you go. Boom, boom, boom. So no. Do you feel like you hit a wall now in terms of if you have not hit a wall now, do you think it's close in terms of production output? Because you've been talking about adding. We were talking about adding folks. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, do you feel like you're at a point now where you're like, I really feel like I can't, I'm stretched as far as I can go, or no? Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, well, I guess, yeah, wall or ceiling, or however you want to say it. It's more of a, I, I know where uh, I'm going to be. I know what my capacity is as an individual. So there's work I'm turning away, but I know I can do this much and make this much. I'll be around this much a year outside of like just increasing prices like drastically, even though it's like been nice to kind of tweak some of that. So the, number of events that's still a high number of events to do but still the number is going down a little bit but the money is definitely like shot up which is good but i also know that i can't continue at that pace for like another you know probably a couple years sure technically i don't want to but i could for a few more years but also that's not sustainable for like five seven ten years yeah you know like that, that's just not real life like where you know me and my wife are trying to build uh just our things outside of you know work um and just physically like as much as you know you want to be young in your brain it's like nah it was a difference when i first started djing and like i could do three four weddings or three four you know corporate events or whatever back back to back and maybe a little tired i do like what like like let's say yesterday was a full day and no i i i slept a good probably like 10 hours <laughs> and i'm like if i didn't have if we weren't doing this i might still be asleep <laughs> and that's why I don't really envy the people who get it young because you feel it when you're younger. But now that you're older, you're like, well, if I was 23 and I knew everything I knew now, let's say I did, yeah. I would. You understand why there's so many stories about people burning out and dying because you're like, you feel like, yeah. well, I could do whatever I want to do. Like you don't ever think something wrong is going to happen, and you mm -hmm. well, it's easy. We were overloading ourselves regardless back then. So from a work perspective, yep. you're just like, let's go till the wheels fall off, and then stuff happens. Whereas mm -hmm. now it's good to know that, like, to have that mindset where you're, where you understand, yeah, I do want success and things of that nature, but it, it has to happen in a way that makes sense to make way mm -hmm. smarter decisions than before. Yes. Like, you're just not going to overbook yourself. You're not going to say yes to a bunch of nonsense. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, yeah, you're just more organized, organized and kind of, um, you pinpoint those things, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference of, like, to your point, like, one, where you're just going super hard and getting the experience and you're probably not charging as much right or like so with the, with the company like they're having their cut so because they have their cut 
you're having to do a lot more because if you have, you know, your own financial goals. And then now where it's your own company, you're making more. Yes, you're paying more. And you're like, now you're responsible for your own insurance and all this. That's fine. It comes with the territory. But everything takes care of itself. So now moving in those ways, it's like, well, now there's certain events I'm not going to take. So maybe, you know, seven years ago, doing a lot of birthday parties. It's like, cool. Okay. Then this comes along. So now it's like doing weddings. So like the price point, it's more about the price points. Like forget the event for a second. Main thing we're talking about is price points. So if I'm doing this and I'm making this price, I'm going to stop doing, you know, as many of these events down here that only make so much because it doesn't make sense to turn this down when I have this right here. I mean, it doesn't make sense to turn this down for this right here where it's like, that's the price gap. You know what I mean? So now you essentially just keep doing that in climbing. So with certain events, we're like, all right, well, I'm not going to do a prom, you know, when I have like this wedding or I'm not going to do this club event when I'm DJing for the Vikings. And it's like, and then even if that pay is to a certain level, now it's like even just having that name recognition, well, that makes your pay go up over here. So it's always this constant climb of like, once you get to a certain level, then I'm not going to keep going back down and taking other stuff because that's more for somebody else who's just starting out. And now you can price things against each other and now have more value in your time. Okay, cool. So maybe I only did 50 events instead of like 93, but those 50 events I did, they all were like four or five figures or something for example like per like like those are the goals mm-hmm. versus just a buck 50 in drink tickets you yeah. know and i'm not knocking that for somebody if that's your if that's the lane and like no that's no problem but it's just saying if that's if your goal is to build a company make money versus just djing for fun then it's like well yeah you have to do those things to scale your business you know what, I mean? what event type is your next what event type is what's going to take it to the next level like what because you you've discussed various things like we talk mm-hmm. outside of this what do you yeah. think if you're like if I can get this type of event to go or do, do more of um or create yourself in that lands, what could that what's the game changer? Um I do think it would be creating um and not not reinventing the wheel, but just creating like uh my own event. And let's say it's something that's even like quarterly, but where you're you know, clearly like a you know, event you're charging tickets, um you have an event space. Um, and it's it's an it's an event that where people are willing to pay a good amount of money because it's a quality event. Okay, so any any anybody who like throws an actual event where they're like, I can do this and make five and six figures off of one event based on X Y Z, then it's like, oh, I'm set, I'm straight, you know. So I I would think that would be kind of next level. Uh, but again, I'm not not looking to do anything like monthly or uh, weekly or anything, but like maybe a quarterly event, like this really great cause, really great quality event where it's like cool. Because um, you've seen that even in different facets of like, um, I always think, for example, this isn't DJ related, but it's still uh, artist related, company related. Um, the 48 hour film festival, uh, something that's in Minnesota, and that only happens once a year. And and actually back when we first had the Ascend name, that's how it came up. We were doing uh, festivals like that. So you, the premise is you get a concept and then you write a film. They give you like a couple of key things that every group has to follow. But you make your own film within 48 hours from you know conception to completion, and you got to turn it in by that Sunday night or whatever. But saying all that to say, you charge however many uh, you know whatever group say like 120 dollars for their entry, but you have 200 and something groups that are participating, and like you only have like three winners or maybe six winners because it's like best film, best score, and all these things, and it's fun. But it's like the business aspect. I'm like, yo, I just charged 200 and something groups to participate. Hundred and twenty dollars entry fee, 
and we literally do this once a year. Like, look how much money you just made from one weekend, you know? And not saying not saying they're not doing other things like throughout the year, but just the fact that like we have this one staple event we can do and make this much, you know, generate this much revenue. So I think that's always kind of the goal is like how how can I, you know, continuously get my time down but still get my, you know, revenue up and without stepping on people. That's that's my, my personal thing, because we're not homeless capitalists over here. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, <laughs> uh that's good. Do you do you have a idea for what that event would be have you ever thought about it like what would you call it how it would flow not yet because i have a lot of ideas but it, it it essentially would be it would essentially be some interactive things um because i'm always just big on experience and i think that's why whether it's been um the success in the wedding industry the success with uh you know doing stuff with the vikings or even like with corporate stuff everything always falls back to experience so one, the bass is having a dope DJ who understands music and understands the event. Okay, like the event's this, the theme is this. Here's my target audience. I know they're going to vibe with this, and I can you know read a crowd. And again, that that speaks to the experience. Now, what are some other things that add to that? So let's say that's having, I would say for example, like a 360 booth because based on a the theme, this would help with this. Okay, that also the lighting and the ambiance. Okay, now also like just certain food. Then also, like people just really appreciate when themes connect. Mm -hmm. Where it doesn't feel like it's a whole bunch of just random things. We just had a whole bunch of stuff we ought to do, but it just feels random and thrown out. It's like, no, no, no. Everything fits somewhere. Everything flows, you know, for a reason. And when people really grasp those concepts, it, it, it works. Um, and at least I would say that for here, like uh, Minnesota, if you put together something that has like a good theme, people are willing to give it a chance. Yeah, my uh, <clears throat> good friend Akio, uh Evans, uh, feel free to look him up if you're listening or watching, um, from Baltimore, had an event where he's working with another organization. I am so sorry I forgot. I will shout you out for sure. But um, it was in Baltimore, uh, uh, and it was in like this artist loft space. Um. And you'd walk in, and it's set up like a living room. <laughs> kind of, no, like a fun basement is what I would say. Like, you go to Minnesota, everyone has, like, done, done up basements. Like, there's carpeting yeah. everywhere. He basically made it look like his workshop slash house. So you have all these seats. And they're just, like, jazz playing in the background. But he had, like, right. this thing set up where you could sit, you could look at stuff, look at the art he's made, the clothes that he's made in the past. At some point in the night, um... Uh, he put down a screen and people were watching videos and stuff. It's chill. Just came in. It was more, you know, he just kind of walked around. People were sitting down, hanging out, talking to each other. Um, um, and it was, it was really, really cool. So I do think there's a different space for alternative events, especially now. Like when I, like, you know, 20 something years ago, which is crazy to say, no, 17 years ago or something like that when I was legally drinking. It was all about just getting really drunk and like, <laughs> like and going out and like clock my age real quick. Yeah, uh, it's just, it was all about going out. And I'm not saying people weren't doing other things, but I do think because of social media, you have more access to stuff like different what people do in different states and different countries. So I do think there's a space for someone to put something together, like really cater a venue uh, for something that happens every once in a while. But you, it's not just dancing and drinking. Like you're you're you can lay it out nicer. You can charge. Uh, varying amounts depending on the experience, but you're really providing a different space, especially in a place like Minnesota. Um, yeah, like I talk a lot of. I used to live in Minnesota, so I talk a lot of shit about it because I do it about any place I used to live. Uh, but I think Minnesota would be really receptive to something fresh and new 
And I think me and you talk Absolutely. about this. We talk about this often, specifically in the black community. We tend to do the same things too much because we want to like someone does something, then we want to be the coolest person that mm-hmm. does that. Like in DC, mm-hmm. like people talk about DC a lot, and I love it here. There's a thousand hookah lounges. There's not that much hookah in the world, bro. Like there's a thousand <laughs> hookah lounges. There, mm. there were at least like three places that have the words Afrofuturism in them. And I'm like, all right, everyone's in the future now. It's it's like it's a lot of that. There, on the street I live by, Eighth Street, there's like 80 dispensaries, and I'm like, yo, I'm, it's fine with people having a choice and doing what you want to do. That's fine. If you want to make the same place as someone else, that's cool. That's cool. However, I believe. That the best thing is finding a problem that people aren't solving and doing that. So I do think that like fi- figuring out or just making something and then seeing if people like it, that's the way to go. Sure, that's what Lady Gaga did. Pretty much. Yeah, quick, quick side question. I won't sidetrack too much. So, you know, we, we can go down rabbit holes. How much have you heard after the term Afrofuturism uh, post Black Panther 1? Yeah. Because that- <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I've made it, it to. I don't feel like I heard it that much even leading up to Black Panther 2. Yeah, I was you're just right. curious. It came out of that. It was that. I didn't hear it that often. And now, like, I'm, and I think it's an excuse for me to charge, like, to, to get charged $100 for Red Snapper. People are like, nah, it's, it's, Afro, it's Afrofuturistic food. And I'm like, but how do we know? We, we haven't <laughs> been there yet. Like, I don't even know. So, like, it'll be nice. Don't get me wrong. But I also mm. think that uh, we, it's not a, I don't think it's, it's a lot of that stuff can be well rounded when you're just basing it off other things. So, okay, the food may be fire. With black folks, I think it's generally like the look of the stuff will be fire. Like, you're like, yo, we're gonna, it's gonna look dope. We're gonna make it look like, like Atlanta, you know what I mean? Like, your lab is gonna look dope or do whatever. But generally, nine times out of 10, the experience isn't what you're like, what you want. Like, there are so many places we, where the food is fire. In various states where we've been to, where we've been to together, where you're like, yeah, like everyone was fine, and yeah, you're like, you're like, yeah, but this wasn't, you know what I mean? The fun we had, you're like, this could have been something different, and I think that's the opportunity. What are we looking at next? And, right, and right. It's just fig- whoever figures that out, like, I think they got it. Yeah. So, all right, mm. how can people support you? Find you. Um. Aquo.com uh, is the, the, the main hub website. Um, and then, of course, all the socials are attached to that. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, anything you think of. Find Aquil, A underscore Quill. So A dash Quill, A underscore Quill, or A underscore Quill 22. All those are me somewhere. Um, those are ways. Uh, of course, you know, tell people about the services. Um, you know, because I, I, I do actually plan on uh, DJing in, in a few uh, places outside of Minnesota. I had before. I've DJed in Chicago. Uh, it's a wedding, but uh, Chicago, surrounding states, you know, Wisconsin. Um, but had a couple opportunities that didn't happen, but this year is definitely like I want to make sure I'm out in a few other places, out like like Vegas, Cali, like wherever. Um, this is one of the goals. So another way to support, bring me to your city. Nice. If there is one yeah. dream connection, you could make one, and not a person, but like, hmm. it could be a wedding. It could be either your event you're trying to create. What is that next? What would be ideal? If this one person could say, yo, I can help you out with this thing, what would that be? Um, just helping uh, fully flesh out what I want to send to be uh, in this total vision. 
Got uh, it. And then being able to and then being able to bring that into different places. So when I think about the upgrades now, it's more like upgrading equipment. Like, you know, how, how does my equipment look? I want to I want to have a certain look. I want to have a certain feel. But all those things still essentially still extend the like feeling of like what the event is you know what i mean so having a little more hands on that and someone to be able to like okay like what do you need like what does that look like and what does it look like monetarily okay cool and we can do that um and then being able to take this blueprint and exist in like any state because while we're mm-hmm. while i'm building something that's here i don't it doesn't necessarily need to be just in minnesota um it's just like hey here's just a here's a different way a creative way a new way to approach events, period, whether it is weddings, whether it is this, whether it is that. And then kind of taking what that kind of stamp is and being able to, you know, apply it. So let's say here's a brand and now we're able to franchise it. Okay. Now we have an ascend in Atlanta. Now we have an ascend in New York. Yeah. You know, no problem. Because we're not we're not I'm not saying I'm trying to do anything super, you know, different, but it's like how can we do it better? And being in these spaces and kind of understanding people and what they're looking for uh, with these different levels of events and like what they really care about, which is one, of course, your professionalism uh, and of course, just understanding the customer and their needs, but then also like being dope at it because it seems like you always get either or you can get a very, you know, professional DJ, but they're not actually that great of a DJ. They understand the customer service aspect or you get like these amazing, you know, DJ artists, but they're like, savants in a way or it's just like they're just all over the place business wise yeah. but it's like no there's actually uh, there are some people who are high level in like both of those areas and how do we take that and at least at minimum formulate that in a way that you know you can get some talented djs but also get some talented people around them and create this experience that people like this is memorable i think we got someone for that i think i have a few people for that so i'll, I'll mm-hmm. definitely but if you're out there as well and i don't know who you are please reach out to aquil and let him know uh let's get let's get let's get that connection made we're uh i feel like most mm-hmm. of the people we talk to were like here and like this is the the way to get up and the best way to do mm-hmm. it is organically because you can as we're seeing on various social media outlets waiting for a big check to come for your talents um Generally, not the best way to go. <laughs> Maybe strings with that. And there are a lot mm-hmm. of great people like yourself who are doing it, and you're going yeah. there, and you're get. You may already be there, but to mm-hmm. get to that yeah, next level, it's there. really just one conversation. That's it. So mm-hmm. we'll 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 talk that into fruition, man. We'll uh... angel investors would be nice. <laughs> okay, some angels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because people are like, oh, you can go to this place for loans. Uh, mm. I'm not saying I won't. It's just not at the top of the list. I'm just. It's pros. Yeah. It's crazy because there are pros and cons of both. Like a loan is just like, here you go, just pay me back. That is true. But the bank will, mm. they'll, they'll kill you. Pay, <laughs> the bank is like, bro, pay, I'm gonna pay, pay me back. back. Like, but, but, but pay me back with a lot of interest. In. <laughs> the bank is outside, like Marlo, like bro. <laughs> You already know. You already know how that's gonna go. It's gonna be real brief with you, dog. So it could be real brief. You're gonna be in the bank. Yeah, but then investing <laughs> is like just finding the right person and then going from there. Yeah, so I guess it is. But yeah. then there could be someone like so, Yeah. Doesn't like so, and then someone who kinda understands your vision. But that's also on us too to make sure and that's why I say I'm I'm at a space where I'm trying to make sure I'm curating my vision properly and communicating it properly too. Because while you're in the because that's the other drawback, while you do have your hands on so many wheels. It's like you're also in the middle of like making sure the business stuff is running like smooth, but then you're so caught up in the day to day, you don't have a chance. Like, all right, I want to take the time to get back to the creative part and like really flesh out the vision of this. So when I can tell you here, here's exactly what I need, here's exactly what I want. You know, the point that I'm at now is like I understand that I can't do all these things by myself. 
and I'm getting better at understanding like what needs to be like automated, what needs to be just like a PA, uh, stuff that needs to be done, but I don't need to touch it. And then it's like, all right. And then here's the things that like I personally have to touch, but relinquishing some of those other things and understanding and then being able to, again, communicate to other folks. It's like, okay. Cause people are like, yeah, I don't mind helping. What do you need help with? And it's like, I have to be able to communicate what I need help with, but then also for you to understand, like, yeah, it's not a part-time in the sense of like you have seven, 12 other responsibilities and you're kind of helping me out when you can. It's like, no, no, I want to make sure I have people who are ready to go. They can utilize this platform themselves, whatever, so, you know, whatever they're building. Cause I'm not looking to have like a whole bunch of employees and like you're under me forever. One model that I always looked at, I thought was cool. You know, what, however you feel about him and you know, his comedy is Nick Cannon and how he did a uh, while and out. I'm like, I just like the fact that he created a platform yeah. that was like, Hey, I'm taking all these comedians and I was like taking some battle rappers, give you a platform, what you do, what you do. And by the time you leave this platform, you got to, you know, some more eyes on you. You can take your thing now and get to something bigger. I thought that was always dope. So it's like, yeah, I'd like to be able to provide even like young DJs or young videographers who are coming in. Let's do this. Help me grind on this. But then by the time you get to a certain level in like a couple of years, then you're leaving here and, you know, and we also taught you how to like create your own business if that's your goal. And, you know, let's get your, make sure your LLC is registered. Let's make sure you're doing all these, all these things that way, because it just, it just helps you in the long run. And especially if you are again, post, you know, 2020 as a black business owner, as a BIPOC business owner, there are people who are looking for you. And there's also like funds that you have access to that a lot of folks don't realize they have as I'm, you know, still looking. So it's like, no, take advantage of these things. Like, and if this is something that you want to do and like make money, like we know that DJing or video stuff, people don't look at as a full-time job, but it's like, it actually is. You actually can make a lot of great money and there's actually a lane for these things. So just go out there and do it. Yeah. Find those connections that can help you do it. You know, people do that kind of, that's the the bit of naivete in that it wears like, Mm -hmm. bro, like you could do it. Full-time could be anything. Be taking the trash out, be USPS be DJing and there is so many different ways to do mm-hmm. it. It's just, you get to a point where you realize, okay, how much time am I spending doing X, Y, Z? And believe me, as someone who's always worked at startup, there are so many things I did where I'm like, yeah, a robot could do this. Whereas I'm talking, looking mm-hmm. at someone running an event or a DJ and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a really smart robot, a charismatic one. I don't think they make those, <laughs> but still there's just as much value Not in yet. them doing that than me doing this. So, AI is coming, but I don't yeah. think it's there yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iverson is definitely on the way, bro. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we talk about robot practice. Yeah, yeah. What if the robots <laughs> didn't want to practice? That'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyone watching, uh, we'll get that connection made. Uh, definitely, man. Help you flesh out that business. If folks looking for any kind of event, work, consultation, equals the person. Um, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see that. Let's, 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 we're going to hold you to that, man. We need to see that equal event sooner than later. Um, for sure. Yeah, so we can uh it'd be cool to just go there and check it out. Um Yeah, yeah. But yeah, everyone listening, thank you and we'll see you on the next one. DJ A Quill is here to shut it down. Baby, six on the beach, on the river we are doing if you like. Yeah, you look like a Body bends, me fear drive it hard. You make me cocky print, you fear ride it hard. Me one broke your bad, you owe me credit card. Have me, I wonder if I you forget the wedding man. Bounce see the freaky side, where you tell me about. Wind up in your belly, me go in and out. Say she love you, tell me cocky run up in a mouth. She say pops full of you, me can't do me. Wind for me now, wind for me now, wind for me now, wind up your body for me now, wind for me now.
for me now, wine 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 for me now, Like she run, want me pull up when she want alone. Me nah fi tell her like I phone. She lick me like a cream when she side. Wind up your sexy body, you are me baby dolly. Have your inner me room around, I push her like a trolley. She say she ever ready, me come in a the belly. Have me cash it in a jam up, baby, just for the steady. Wind for me now, wind for me now, wind for me now, wind up your body for me now, wind for me now, wind for me now, wind for me now. Girl, let's make a movie.
bounce, bounce like swing a ling a ling They play great legs at fling a ling a ling Make them R&B singers now sing a ling a ling Sing a ling a ling, sing a ling a ling Make sure you are married me by ring a ling a ling yeah. I got that first thing in the morning I got that stay home I got that never wanna leave me I'm what she waits for I got that first thing in the morning I got that stay home I got that never wanna leave me Leave me She like it Early in the morning When we rise up with a hot thing Me no want no stalling Why if you see don't panic now Early in the morning When we rise up with a tall thing Me no want no warning DJ Aquil Big ways, five days, ten days I don't dare wait for you, my charge For you, my charge You want the phone, no case I no go talk, scarf face for you, my charge for you, my charge. Take me, take me everywhere you want to go. Don't tell me, tell me everything I want to know. No lie, no, no lie. Yeah, run out, run out, many how you want to run. Check out, baby girl, you fire pass it on. No doubt, no, no doubt. But you say, kill or come, I'm getting money, biggie money. So what's the fun? Who be this key? Body whiskey. Get tipsy, but all the body's key Kill or come, I'm getting money Biggie money, so what's the fun? Who be this key? Body whiskey Get tipsy, so don't you touch this key Champion, I'm 
to the sound while I bounce with the do Serve yourself, not the matter with the do I'ma hit this loop, move, make a move I go slide, then you go sink like a boot Me, I just they laugh like say life is a joke I like it broke girls with they clean with they go If your boyfriend don't get money, then they can't go Come back When I reach you, pull down, then calling me Odogu, Odogu And I say, daddy down, I put down before you go Odogu And nobody can stop you I saw with the fly pass you Over any obstacle, leave me Odogu Tell me where you come from Cause you got me confused when you move that bomb You give me leg over huh? Got me confused when you bend over We gon' do it till we hung over Black shades on, we ain't never sold huh? Yeah, I go chop body washing As long as you give me my portion Baby, make you know they rush me I beg you, make you treat me with caution hey. Follow, 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 follow,